Hello, my name is Chris Ryan. My name's Andy Greenwald. And we are the co-hosts of The Watch, a pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. We are on Mondays and Thursdays. We mostly talk about TV, movies, music, pop culture. Jeremy Renner, house flipping, the papacy, Reese Weatherspoon dancing at wedding videos. We used to talk about Kanye West. He's, he's in the like timeout corner right now, though. Never, ever talk about Christine Baranski. You can listen to The Watch on Mondays and Thursdays on SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe now. And thanks for listening. It's a good hang. Welcome to the Mask Man Show. Two in one week. Back with Dave Schilling. It's good to be back. It's uh, like you never left. I've been here this whole time. It's I mean, crazy. If we had if we had watched all of the WWE's new programming, we could have just stayed here the whole time. <laughs> um, so uh, let's just get right into it. The biggest news of the week is. Um, well, I think there were the, it was a shocking appearance made by two major heels, wrestling heels this week. One was Samoa Joe debuting from NXT, and two is Dr. James Andrews, who <laughs> um, Seth Rollins is paying a visit to right now. I mean, definitely the number one villain in all of professional sports and pro wrestling. Unbelievable that this happened, and at the worst possible time, as soon as Seth Rollins is getting ready to do his big program with Triple H, he goes down with the same injury. The, we should say, as we're discussing this, that it's it's uh, it's one o'clock West Coast time on Wednesday, and we're operating obviously with very you know incomplete information here. WWE is doing their best to make this feel like a work. I mean, and that's not to say they're trying to they're doing anything wrong. They're, they're this is 2017. You know, I mean, it's WWE is WWE.com is reporting on the knee injury, which is not a thing that would necessarily would have happened a couple years ago. Samoa Joe is just is just working like a like a mother on Twitter right now. I mean, just just healing it up as, as best he can. As he should. You know, this is his opportunity to get over on the main roster. It wasn't his fault. It looked like a freak accident where his legs just kind of got caught between each or on top of each other. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's doing the right thing and trying to get heat for it. Uh, every Seth Rollins fan. In the country it, is going to just hate his guts. Yeah, I mean, well, oof, I mean, what a way to get yourself over as a heel when you <laughs> right. when people were wanting to cheer you. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you're just trying to figure out if it's real, if it's fake, or what happened. I mean, the only thing I can tell you is to go back to that footage of uh, of Joe's attack on on uh, on Seth at the end of Raw and watch when Joe takes him down into the cocaine clutch because that well, that was one of those like like offensive linemen getting like you know the quarterback rolls their legs sort of situations like it was a, it, it looked it, it was quick but it, you know it, it, that's the moment you know um, all we can hope for is that he gets better in time for WrestleMania. He's got 64 days or something like that yeah. to, to heal up, well, and hopefully it's not yeah, that I'll, bad. Yeah, there's there's two versions of this. I mean, one is major reconstructive knee surgery when that's not even a possibility, and the other one's, you know, like, you know, if it's just a tweak, he can work a match. People have worked through worse. Now, worst-case scenario, uh, I was just texting with my buddy Zach Linder about trying to figure out what the if there's a precedent for if if you know, this is another reconstructive surgery. Obviously, Austin had both knees. Uh, Rey Mysterio had both knees. Triple H was I, did he get to the double knee brace at some point? But he didn't he didn't blow out two knees. I think he just went single brace. Yeah. Uh, the the big thing was a quad tear. The quad tear was huge. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, Austin got to a point where I was. A, the biggest Austin mark in the world, but I was distracted by just the the amount of knee brace that was coming into the ring on a semi-regular basis. And he started wearing the ones that were white, so it was really noticeable. They were heavy. It was it looked bad for him, but I mean, you know, it, we got a lot of great years out of we him. We gotta anyway. get a we gotta get a doctor in here. Is it possible that Rollins could work with like a with like a tweaked MC? I mean, you remember like um, uh, like what, what was the. Uh, um, the was it, it wasn't any given Wednesday. I mean, it was what was the what what movie did they was it what what football what like college or pro, what football movie was it where the guy worked on a on a on a, with a blown out knee? Was it uh, the one with Keanu Reeves? No, I don't <laughs> think so. What was that um, one called? Come uh, on, Marks. What what was that called? <laughs> Our producer Jim is saying this is a point break thing. No, it was Friday Night Lights, the original movie. It was the movie okay. Friday Night Lights when they made Smash or whatever play with the, like, he had, he, like, tore his ACL and they just, like, 
giving pain painkillers and said don't cut sideways or something like that. You know, like there you can you have mobility. Anyone that's torn their ACL or MCL in real life knows that it's terrible, but it's not you're not in a wheelchair for nine months. That's just if you're a pro athlete right. that you like you can't do a lot of the stuff you can do. Yeah, I think that that's the big problem with with expecting him to work WrestleMania, no matter what this is. If he has some mobility, he still is not going to be able to do the explosive moves that he's most known for. Yeah. Um, so if, if he, even if he well, takes you know, two months off, his, his explosive move, you know, his explosive move, um, like quantity has gone down a lot since his last surgery. It's been, you know, we I feel bad, kind of like knocking him for his ring style since then. If he was working, kind of even with a little bit of a you know lingering issue. Um, Let's just back up one second. The Royal Rumble happened on Sunday. We recorded a, I mean, we, we did a pre-show and a post-show here in the Ringer Studios. Um, the post-show is available, maybe both parts are available as a podcast on this very feed. If you want to hear our hot takes right afterwards, go listen to that right now. We'll hit a lot of it, but I don't think we're going to do a match-by-match breakdown. Um, but the backs, just to back up two inches from where we started, um, I was watching Raw on Monday night. And I was I was watching it on Sling TV so I could catch the East Coast feed. I hadn't slept the night before because I just have sometimes I have sleep, you know, insomnia issues. And I was dead tired just trying to catch the early showing. And my uh, my feed cut out at like 8.05 with Triple H cutting a promo. And I was just like, it didn't even occur to me to go look at it until the next day to see what I had missed because I was just like, Triple H is going to cut a promo and I'll just like read the recap and I'll just catch up on it later. And then I got like a couple of texts about Samoa Joe and I was just like, yeah, I mean, I like Samoa Joe too. Like, I, you know, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't immediately get that he had appeared. When I finally saw it, I couldn't have been more excited. But for me, the window between being marking out for Samoa Joe and hearing that Seth Rollins might have really injured himself in that segment was vanishingly small. Like, I didn't get it. But Samoa Joe comes out as Triple H's hired muscle. Um, Storyline-wise, I'm all in on this. I love that Seth... We talked about this a little bit on Sunday. But I love that Seth show, showed up at um, at NXT, effectively breaking the the you know unofficial fourth wall of Triple H being two discrete characters you know he's the he's the raw he's the raw management heel and the babyface godfather of NXT Seth broke down that barrier showed up which I think I had said something about on the show before and then the angle did the angle totally get skipped on Sunday was there anything about did they did he make any appearance on the on the rumble so during the pre-show it was announced that Stephanie had banned him right from okay, the arena right. which I found out after the fact because like a fool, I said on our show, uh, why didn't they just say they banned him from the arena? But yeah. they had, but we didn't watch the Listen, show. this is what you get when you try to record live content during the, uh, per, uh, I mean, it's, we would, we would, we should go on before the pre-show, but then we would be going on at like noon. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. that. We were here for like eight hours. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so then on, on Monday night, uh, Seth comes out, cuts up basically a, a heel promo. We were joking about this. He threatened his children. <laughs> that was so creepy. The only defense of this is that Seth never turned babyface. I right. mean, there's not the only the only evidence we have that Seth is a babyface is that he was feuding with Rollins. I mean, with Owens, who was probably more over as a babyface than he. I mean, and, and and stopped insulting the crowd. That was about it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but so Rollins cuts a Zubrio promo. Then Triple H finally comes out at the end. I'm a, I'm a big mark for the constant cars rolling up in the back reveal. I mean, that's it's so silly, but it gets me every time. And we got to see it every week back in the Attitude Era days, and they just stopped doing it. So you're right; it's a nice little touch that they bring back. Yeah, it's it's really nice, um, especially when like the cameraman, for like no discernible reason except to help with the suspense, they start with the feet. You know, oh, yeah, and that was a great old that. Vince thing. Or tilting up, yeah. you would only know it by his striped socks that it was actually <laughs> Vince getting out of the limo. Um, but yeah, uh, or the you know the expensive cuff work on his slacks. But the but um, so Triple H finally comes back, comes out and cuts a really solid promo. Um, I'm always happy to see hear Triple H talk. But like I said, you they, he lulls you into complacency because we have seen our fair share of 
never-ending Triple H monologues. Oh, yeah. You don't know when that thing is going to just wrap up because he finds a way to go on digressions and eventually pull it all back together. Yeah. But, yeah, I was I, I had the whole thing spoiled because... I got a, a, an app notification telling me Samoa Joe appeared on Raw tonight and attacked Seth Rollins. That's why so I, I do need, app notifications. I need to just get rid of my phone during Raw. Yeah, there should just your iPhone should come with a kayfabe setting. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, no, but so Samoa Joe runs out, beats the crap out of Seth in both storyline terms, and it turns out in you know in shoot terms um, but it was a really cool segment Let's, it, taking the injury aside setting the injury aside I knew the triple I mean I knew that that um, I knew that Joe was like about to get called up and was surprised that he wasn't there on Sunday though I heard that he was you know backstage mingling with the crew I mean with the with the rest of the with the rest of the wrestlers and um, yeah so when he showed up it was. I mean, I, I I didn't I didn't expect it. I mean, part of. I mean, I just obviously I didn't even check till the next day. It was really really good. But I love the I love the overall. Not only is it, I love the overall angle, and maybe they'll just keep it subtle. I hope they do. But that one Triple H is now one character. The NXT thing and the and the Raw character are the same one. And two, so far he's he helped Kevin Owens, and now he's being backed up by Samoa Joe. And the storyline, whether or not they come right out and say it, is that the guys that Triple H is recruiting are his guys, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and Rollins, ha- Rollins has the gumption just to like turn his back on that. Although, yeah, but you know, um, this is the way they should have done the whole Nexus angle. Is Triple H is in charge of it? Because we know he's in charge of NXT, so why doesn't he front all of the of the young guys who are coming trying to take over the company? Yeah. Well, I mean, in some sense, this could work out as like the best old school like territory angle ever, where he's like, you know, he's the master of the South, Jimmy Hart, and everything goes back to Memphis for me, obviously. But say he, he's Jimmy Hart in Memphis, and he can just bring up your new new like top heel of the month. You know, I mean, all, yeah. it's an, it can go on forever. Just like here's another guy I found. Here's another guy that and only has a job has because to of me. wrestle anymore. Yeah, well, not that I don't want to see him wrestle, but it's it's clear that he's backing away from the ring and trying to focus more on developing NXT and developing the business outside of America. So why not turn him into just a pure mouthpiece? Well, I'll make one minor, one more Memphis. One, one more Memphis reminiscence because everybody's dying for him. <laughs> My least favorite manager in all, in, from watching Memphis, I think this was in Memphis. It was also the NWA, but the, my least favorite manager was Colonel Robert Parker. Oh, yeah, he's awful. And not just because he, he was like doing the the crazy, you know, racist Southerner routine or whatever, but because he was like, he's legit like 6'7. And he was thin, but he was he was half a head, or he was a full head taller than all of his monster, like everybody he would bring in. There, I mean, there's a reason why Jimmy Hart works, you know. There's a reason why even Bobby Heenan, who was a worker for a bit, but like you know, he's a small guy compared to most of the people in his stable. Um, the problem, my problem with Triple H is going to be that like literally everybody he's recruited. Except for, I mean, did he did he recruit Cesaro? I mean, like there might be like two people who are taller than him, and everybody else is like significantly smaller than him. Well, I think the reason why it could work is because and Triple H mentioned this in his promo. He's trying as a character to not be a physical combatant sure. anymore. So there's at least a kayfabe reason for him not getting involved, even though. Guys like Samoa no, I, Joe I, I, and Kevin I, Owens are smaller than him or or less cut than him. Yeah, um, yeah. They had was it during the Rumble where they had like a they were doing I think they were doing one of the the Mania flashbacks. Maybe it was during the Raw and they had just Triple H's whole workout routine leading up to WrestleMania. Oh yeah, and I was just like, dude, this is the most physically impressive dude, guy on the roster. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and he still looks gigantic. Yeah. Anyway, so much happened at the Rumble. Um, Randy Orton's our Rumble winner. We have a elimination chamber coming up. We have fast lane coming up. Everything can be thrown in disarray. They're really throwing the you know everything. All the booking for WrestleMania is clear as of uh, you know eleven oh five p.m. on Sunday night at the uh, on Rumble night out the window. But all of this is swirling in a way that makes us have to talk about WrestleMania. I mean, this is, this is the question that everybody's asking. When we did our post show, 
we were asking, you know, where does Roman Reigns go from here? Because he seemed to have beef with both Undertaker and Braun Strowman. Um, Randy Orton, we I think we all jumped immediately to Bray Wyatt wins the Elimination Chamber, and then that feud becomes about the title at WrestleMania. But a lot of other people I talked to, especially casual fans, did not make that leap. Everybody was assuming it's Cena Orton at WrestleMania. Now, um, Seth Rollins and Triple H. That I mean, that was supposed. That was the only thing that looked like a done deal. I mean, one of the few things. Um, and now that's up in the air. But let's let's try to go through this WrestleMania card and talk about where how, how we've gotten to. I mean, how we've gotten to where we are and where we think we're going to go. I think I will mount a defense for Orton Cena at WrestleMania, which is. First of all, anybody listening to this was going to complain about whatever matches Orton and Cena were in. So just pause on that for one second. But if Cena, if Cena is getting close to retirement or a formally reduced role, you know, like if, if every year is going to be like 2016 for the for Cena's schedule, um, you know, if there's some way to like have Orton grab the title first or just some, I mean if there I don't know that the 17th title reign is is necessary for WrestleMania but to give him one big sort of career defining farewell not not a full farewell but a just sort of like thank you to John Cena Orton is the right guy for him to be fighting I mean it's they've they're they are they are the the career rivals of this generation, right? I mean, that that are still around, but yeah, I mean, that's them. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I think they're inextricably linked because of when they came in, uh, the time when they came came up, uh, when they hit the main event. Other than Batista, uh, I think there's nobody else that really could work with Cena or with Orton in that in that fashion. But they're doing the match next week on SmackDown. They're doing Cena versus Orton next week. So if they're going to do that match for free on, a, on TV next week, I think it's, it's, there's no way they're doing it at WrestleMania. I think that, that puts that whole notion to bed completely. Wait, they're doing it. I, I totally missed this on SmackDown. Oh, last they, night. they announced it. Uh, attention. They announced it on Talking Smack, I believe. Oh, see, that's, that must have been my problem. Yeah, so that, that's, that's off the table. Wait, they're doing the title match? No, what are they doing? It's a match. Regardless, I think it's it's it it makes it seem less appealing if you're going to do it on free TV, even if the title's not. Yeah, on I the mean line. that's just got to be the the most the clearest yeah, indication yeah. that that's not going to be the. It's not going to be the WrestleMania main event. Sorry, I'm laughing because I just Googled Cena Orton to see if to pull up the news story, and the first thing that came up was a WWE.com video feature that's every. It, the title is literally every John Cena versus Randy Orton match ever. Yeah, it's like um, they're trolling us, saying, "Oh, we know you've seen it a million times. Don't worry, this is not going to happen. This is not your WrestleMania main event." Yeah. Huh. Um, well, that's really that's that's strange. So. Um, what is your prediction? Do you think so? Okay, one thing that happened on on Tuesday night that that we that needs to be mentioned is the um, elimination chamber was formally announced. Um, we have it's not Orton because he has the title shot, which is you know the right move, um, but it's uh, Cena. Wait, let me make sure I get this right. Baron Corbin, yep. John Cena, mm-hmm. AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. The Miz, oh yeah, and Bray Wyatt. That's it. SmackDown is a very white brand. <laughs> Wrestling is very white. I don't know if you've noticed, Shoemaker. But um, I would say that everyone has a chance to win this match, hypothetically speaking, except Dean Ambrose. Just he because he's already got the belt. He's got the IC belt. Yeah. Um, I think I think that at this point, the argument for The Miz is getting a little bit weak. Not, not that he doesn't deserve it. Not that you couldn't see that, but it's like we, if if they're going to be building him to a, to the to holding the title at Mania, that we need to be putting the gas on last night. I mean, that yeah. Um, Baron Corbin, I think, is very unlikely. Yeah, but you, I mean, Vince McMahon has been known to do stranger things, like putting the well, belt on Diesel I, at a house go, show. I mean, the, the, I joked in my fantasy booking the Rumble column where I fantasy booked every person on the roster basically into the main event of WrestleMania. 
that the road for the road for and we talked about this a little bit last week, I think the roads to the main event of WrestleMania for Baron Corbin and Big Cass are basically the same, which is just yeah. somebody gets hurt and Vince McMahon says, put a rocket on the big guy. Yeah, the Big Cass might might be getting a, fitted for a rocket as we speak. Oh, God. No. Um, Baron, Baron not that Corbin, I don't love Big Cass, but no, it's not time. No. Uh, no. But, the, uh, but Baron Corbin, I think, I mean, I think that Baron, we're going to see Corbin versus Ambrose, but there have been rumors about Corbin. What was the, What were the rumors that came out this week about Corbin? Oh, I, I've just seen the Ambrose stuff. I'm not sure. Is there I something there, else? I think there was a fleeting, maybe Corbin, like Cena puts Corbin over at WrestleMania. Oh, rumor, interesting. But I, think, I, think, okay. I think that got shot down by Meltzer or somebody. Yeah, well, his his new thing is, is uh, and spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, John Cena, Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice in a mixed tag, and Nikki's retiring after that match. Like, or is, it, she, is this like the go out on your back thing? Like, is she just going to let Maurice like, just demolish <laughs> her with a chair or something? I don't know. I mean, if she's going to go out, she should go out losing to Alexa Bliss, in my opinion. But, I mean, I'm not Vince McMahon. I don't have any concept of what John Cena and, and Nikki Bella's relationship is like. I certainly don't. Uh, you don't watch Total Bellas? Well, that I was gonna say. My only frame of <laughs> reference is Total Bellas. Sure. I, it's if if I like if if this were a Total Bellas podcast and I could get really sassy about the relationship choices that people make, it's an odd move to to retire when you're dating John Cena. Although I guess if he's gonna be taking a lot of time off too, it's kind of six of one, half a dozen or another of another. But. The total, be- I mean, my total Bella seems like she's always insecure about their relationship, and now the move is just like not travel with him. It's funny that you bring up it, this being a Total Bellas podcast because Dan Saint Germain texts me all the time saying, "Why don't we talk about Total Bellas on the show?" Are you, are you being serious? No. <laughs> oh. But it what if? What if? Um, I think Total Bellas is incredibly interesting, but it's yeah. and it's fun. I mean, I know a lot of people that watch it and, and get it and get uh, a lot of enjoyment out of it. My interest is like. You know, like every season, I feel like there's just like a like a very highbrow essay to write about the new era of kayfabe, but I just sort of have already written it. So um, anyway, yeah, I feel like they're definitely working us on some level on those shows. But I mean, who knows? The, the rumors about AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon persist. Well, I mean, he's got nobody else to work with. There's not another well, baby we, face. So you, so this John Cena Miz mixed tag match, which is like. I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> Doesn't the Miz owe John Cena a pin at WrestleMania? I mean, do the job. Can yes, that's true. But does like can Maurice still work? Could she ever? I need to go back and do like Maurice deep dive. I loved her. I mean, she was one. Of, she was like my favorite feet diva, I guess, at the time when when she was out there. But I don't remember if she was good for the purposes of what they have to do. I'm sure she'll be just fine. She can take. But that's a just it. It's like in the era of the women's revolution. Like we're just gonna like put some people out there and just a, like a role of like just do what you have to do. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think I so. I mean, that's Shaq's job at WrestleMania. That doesn't need to be like, there's, we have enough talented women on the roster that they don't need to be in mixed tag matches. Although Raw had a really weirdo mixed tag match, too. Like it, All those women aren't dating John Cena. So there's the difference. I'm not knocking Nikki, man. Nikki's good. I just, like, it's just a, it's a, uh, Nikki deserves a spot, but Maurice is, you know, Maurice has had an all star year not getting in the ring. I guess it's fine. I mean, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> I, should, I, I think it's been for John Cena and The Miz, too. Like, they should be having, both of them should be getting 20 minute matches. You I know. know. Like, but the the card is as big as it can get at this point. Unless you want to start having a two-day WrestleMania, which shout out to my little brother, who's as big of a mark, if not bigger than me, who said, why don't they just do two days? I agree. Just do NXT on Friday. Do the Hall of Fame between between matches. Yeah, but then... Wouldn't the, you, I would much rather... The Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame is like, you know, would, the Hall of Fame would be like a... A Nikki Bella Maurice Iron Woman match that, w- that was scheduled for six hours. Like it was like the Hall of Fame is not fun. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I think the only problem is one night and the other night are going to be different in terms of quality. Are you going to be able to to say they're equal? Because I mean, Coachella does the exact same lineup. Why don't you just do? Yeah, I guess it's true. I mean, I was like, like oh, you you're do- on night two of WrestleMania. That means you're being buried. You do the PWG thing where it's like you all, everybody kind of knows that like. Friday is going to be less than Saturday, but also like the winner of Friday has to wrestle on Saturday. You know, it's right. a, it's it's a there's a way to do it if you did like an arena show one night and a, a stadium show the other night. But you're then you're not going to be able to run that town for Raw as well 
and SmackDown the next night. That's that's basically a whole week of wrestling. Why don't they just do what they did for WrestleMania? Was it WrestleMania two where they did it in three cities, right? Yeah, but that's still the show's going to be still too long. Couldn't you just do like? Also, WrestleMania two sucked. Couldn't you just do two? I love WrestleMania two. One of my favorites. (laughs) Couldn't you just get two football stadiums? And have half of the matches in each one and have them go on at exactly the same time. Or, like, just alternating matches for, like, here's, ten hours. Here's what you do. Bring back the war games, two rings, and you've got two matches going on at the same time. All right. I, okay, This that's a little bit hard to keep track of. How about this? It's like war games, <laughs> except there's a giant curtain in the middle of the arena. And each half of each, the crowd can only see one thing. <laughs> and instead of like the, like the, whatever, the, the kendo stick on a pole, you're just trying to get into the, you're trying to tear down the curtain. And then once the curtain's down, like it's the main event, the people that are left are fighting for everyone. Here's what you do with that is then you do it like Disneyland and California Adventure. If you want to see, if you want to be able to go back and forth, oh, you pay extra. You pay extra. No, that's not a bad idea. Oh man, Vince, call me up, man. I'm ready. Um, so this is crazy. What, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. There's just too many matches. Oh, it's true. Too much talent and not enough time to get everybody into singles matches. I think everybody who who listens to this show, and I think both of us, or I know I do, prefer singles matches. I don't like the big schmozzy. Intercontinental title matches, the Andre. Those are those are times for me to kind of check out because there's I, not the drama that there is when there's a singles match. I know I've said this over and over again. I, I'm in real life. I assume I've said it over and over again on this podcast. But in, in in the modern era, I get the booking for the I get the popcorn match booking and stuff. What WrestleMania was it that um, it was like four years ago, five years ago when. Um, when Brodus Clay, the Funkasaurus, when like his just dancing gimmick was really over, and they just had a big dance routine at like is like the second to last thing or the third to last thing, and they cut, they cut a match so that they could have that. And it was when you're there live, it's nice to see you know it, it does still function as a sort of popcorn match. But when you're viewing at home and with however many million subscribers the network there are, that's got to be your target audience. You know, you got to pop the crowd, but. Um, when you're sitting at home, the promo packages for each match, those are your popcorn matches. You know, maybe change the tenor of those if you're worried about the ups and downs or whatever, but like, we don't need any more waiting, you know, especially when every entrance for like the second half of the show is 10 minutes long, when there's an epic stare down for the first five minutes of every match, you know, like there's enough, there's enough opportunity for us to like catch our breath. Yeah. I mean, that Triple H entrance last year where Stephanie McMahon basically read some sort of like epic Beowulf-esque poem before Triple H came out, there is a lot of time that could be, you know, lopped off of that show. But I think our point was simply just there's a better use of John Cena in The Miz at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, All of which goes to say, uh, so if that happens, AJ Styles versus Shane, which fine, we were talking about this on Sunday, it's, you know, we're all going to groan about it for AJ's for AJ's uh, sake, but um, the only person to get a bigger pop than AJ at, his, at the Rumble last year was Shane. I mean, you know. Oh, it's true. Yeah. And, and if and let's look at the bright side. In Vince McMahon's mind, a match against Shane McMahon is bigger than the Universal Title match. <laughs> I mean, it's not. That's that's a that's a shoot, man. Uh, I, I think that if if he's going over Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, and they have a crazy match, and there's a big high spot. People are going to remember are that we, match. Are we? I think I know the answer to this. As I ask, but in the in the in 2017, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot more um, real like WWE front office stuff on screen than there has been in decades past and even years past. Are we? Do you think we're past a point where a wrestler can wrestle for control of a show? Yes. <laughs> I mean, they 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 killed Vince McMahon and brought him back to life. They gave Donald Trump control of Raw. There's been so much back and forth with how the companies are 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 being, are the the, the brands and the shows are being uh, run. That it's just it feels so fake now. Yeah, we know Triple H is a part of the company on a front office level. We know Stephanie is. We know Shane is not. There's no way you can work us unless you make the work. Um, so indistinguishable from the shoot yeah. that you, you don't have um, you know other characters getting involved. 
I mean, I guess you could do a thing where like AJ Styles gets creative control for one for a month or something like that. Yeah, you he could, can't. He's not going to get an ownership stake in the company. Right. But if he was just like, I'm the Booker, or something. You know, maybe he doesn't go. To, he doesn't go all the way to Booker Man, but like he gets there. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we can't we can't have a repeat of when Donald Trump bought Raw and the stock went down, or when Ric Flair bought Raw. Imagine how that gimmick would go over now. <laughs> yeah, can you Rick imagine Flair. all the people like, oh, Ric Flair just lost to fifty million dollars just gambling. <laughs> if Ric Flair bought Raw, then I think like High Spots would sue for part ownership. The um, <laughs> the um, okay, so Bray Wyatt. I mean, they could conceivably keep the Wyatt Orton thing on, on the you know they could they could slow burn that for another few months. You know, just because people are partners doesn't mean they're going to be feuding at WrestleMania. Um, although Bray winning the Elimination Chamber, I think would you know make that pretty clear. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, there's this Luke Harper stuff is still floating around. There's all. The, by the way, I think. I did not actually go. I did not actually look th- look at look through the entire roster page, but I think everybody that wears denim, everybody that wears jeans, is now a babyface. So, <laughs> just Stone Cold Steve Austin laid down the ground rules, and now it's come to fruition. Um, Luke Harper as a babyface is a weird one, but he's great. He's very over. Um, I mean, I, I jokingly tweeted on Sunday night when a- after Braun Strowman interfered in the. Universal title match that he's the most over wrestler since Frank Gotch or something and and but he's like he's a babyface now basically oh, at least yeah. on, I mean I know we use these terms I use these terms loosely I understand I've written in in argument for like we we are in an era where these things don't matter they don't matter in terms of like every heel doesn't need to spit on old ladies you know and every babyface doesn't need to like give their sunglasses to a kid in the front row but. In, for the for the purpose of booking a match, like the psycholo- the in ring psychology of a match, um, that stuff still matters, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. How how who's running the match? You know, one of the best things about AJ Styles becoming a heel is now AJ Styles gets to call the spots and run the match. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna advocate for Corbin versus Ambrose, even though it's not gonna be the best WrestleMania match of all time. Um, Corbin had Corbin is doesn't wear jeans in the ring, but he was wearing some serious skinny jeans on Tuesday night. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, they kind of teased that a few weeks ago. Who knows if that'll happen? But it, but if but if the rumors that we've heard are true, then that accounts for everybody at the top of SmackDown, right? Cena versus Miz in the mixed tag, Bray versus Orton, AJ versus versus uh, Shane and Dean versus Baron Corbin, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the only, the challenge is going to be on the Raw side because there are a lot of, uh, not a lot, but there are names like Finn Balor. Finn's probably going to be back in time for WrestleMania unless they just decide to hold him. But I, I don't think he's going to want to not get a WrestleMania payday. Uh, it's very possible that he could slide into the Samoa Joe spot and wrestle him again. Or he could slide into the Seth Rollins spot and wrestle Triple H. There are a lot of options for him now that weren't there when Seth Rollins was the number two babyface on the show. Of course, that assumes Seth Rollins is not going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah, so everything else, I mean, all that stuff was was logical games. And we've been spoiling, you know, we've been going into spoiler territory like crazy. If on the off chance there's anything you... Um, you're trying to keep yourself cloistered from these things. Just stop listening now yeah, if you haven't up. already. Um, Part of the fun of being a wrestling fan is spoiling yourself now. It's it's a, it's sad but true, the pro- proliferation of the dirt sheet, quote-unquote dirt sheet, culture has meant that most of the people at the Alamo Dome probably knew Randy Orton was going to win. They weren't sure. I was really mad. I mean, what do you think about that? We're t- we're, we're, I'm just like, I'm trying to imagine if I, how I would have felt if I had been surprised. Yeah. Right, Randy Orton is a, is a really terrible non-surprise. Right, anybody with a career as long as he has, and kind of, I mean, it's it's you can spend all day talking yourself out of anybody, but Randy Orton, I mean, as great as he is, is one of the easier guys to, to get to just to get kind of you know eye rolly at. Um, I don't. I mean, I I like the idea of of him versus Bray being for the title. I, I said that they didn't have to, you know, the titles aren't necessary for the higher-up feuds or whatever. Um, or I like him against Cena, I guess. I can talk myself into that. I'm not crazy about it. But I don't know. It just seems like 
I'm tr- do you think we would have been more excited about Orton winning if it had been a total shock? Or we would have been less excited because of the sort of Orton, who the space Orton occupies in our mind? I think that they booked it perfectly to serve both masters. So assuming that you know that he's probably going to go over, you can prepare yourself for whatever disappointment you might have because you wanted it to be someone younger, someone who hadn't had that opportunity, someone who hadn't won that accolade. But the way that they did it for the people who weren't spoiled was number 30, Roman Reigns. That was great. Who, unfortunately for him and for the company, is not very popular. The most important thing... Yeah, I mean, I've said this before. The most important, the most important role Cena has played over the past five or ten years is to make the guy, to make your favorite wrestler seem important by standing next to him, right? Right. right. Um, but the role, the, the role, the really kind of brilliant role that they've that they've built for Roman Reigns is to convince you that he's about to win, and then pull the carpet out from under him, and then you get Finn Balor, or you get you know, and and. Uh, and on Sunday, they certainly pulled. They certainly did that with Randy. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a big babyface pop for a guy who's currently working heel, who the fans, the casual fans, should not be excited for yeah. winning the Royal Rumble, and who the smart fan is going to think, oh, this guy again, really? So it was it was a perfect way to to swerve people, to to get a pop, get get a a, a big. Uh, happy reaction from people as they go home. Yeah. Uh, A quick word from one of our sponsors. I think we can all agree that keeping our home safe is an extremely high priority, right? But it shouldn't come at the expense of signing your life away on a confusing long-term contract. Thankfully, there's a smarter way now to protect your home. Simply Safe Home Security. These guys are the guys that I trust. With Simply Safe, there's no annual contracts and no middlemen. You'll get superior protection for less than half of what traditional companies charge. Built by a Harvard-educated engineer to make you safer, Simply Safe provides professional monitoring with police dispatch so your home is safe uh, around the clock. Plus, it's wireless and portable with a cellular connection built in, so there's no lines that can be cut by potential intruders. Best of all, with Simply Safe, 24/7 protection is just 15 bucks a month, almost a third of what most places charge. It's unbeatable protection. It's a great value, and there's no contracts, so protect your home the smart way, or the smart way. Uh, visit Simply Safe. That's S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash ringer to get 10% off your system today. Go now. That's simplysafe.com slash ringer. So, the rumors right now, the reason, I mean, so again, spoilers, the rumors that, uh, I mean, there, there are a lot of rumored matches for Fastlane, but the, the number one is, is Goldberg versus Owens for the Universal Championship. Oh, and boy. The rumor, and, and, and further to that, that Goldberg may be winning and oh, carrying the title geez. into his... Pr- Again, assuming he's going to go up against Lesnar, I mean, Lesnar did did uh, did challenge him to a match on Monday night. Yeah, at, at that point... You don't point, challenge people to matches and have them be like, no, I actually am going to feud with Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, I'm Let's okay. Just, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid of you. Yeah. Why don't we just make a date for SummerSlam? I think I have an opening <laughs> in like a... I think I have like a 10.30. I would love if Goldberg had a secretary or a personal assistant or something. He's just like, mm, let me just uh, check my day planner. Exactly. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, wow. Goldberg versus Owens. I hate this. I'm sorry. I hate, hate, hate this idea. I do too. It's it's just a, a bad use of the belt as a as a prop. It's a bad use of Kevin Owens, and it's an even worse use of Goldberg. Um. So if that happens, okay, let's just say, let's spin all this forward as far as we can. If Owens if if Owens does drop the belt at Fastlane, um, presumably he'll get a return match on Raw and lose it or something. But do you think that means we're gonna get Owens Jericho at Mania? I guess. I mean, what the other is thing is we have do? Jericho Zane is now rumored for Fastlane after after Zane beat him on Monday night. I think that's a, that's a feud they could carry through to WrestleMania if they wanted to. Right. Um, I, I mean, my guess is that most of what we're talking about is up in the air right now. Um, the Seth, smart, the Seth smart Rollins move. versus Samoa Joe is on is the tentative. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, although that would be great if he 
if he is injured but it can make WrestleMania, probably they'll keep him out of fast lane just to be on the safe side, unless it's a total fluke and he's walking right now as we're talking about this. Yeah. Um, that'd be great if he just like came out in a wheelchair and Samoa Joe beat him down again. I mean, that, that how great would that, I mean, there's so many things you can do if he's going to make WrestleMania. Yeah, there's, um, there's, there's ways that, that Stone Cold Steve Austin was on Raw every week while he was recovering from his neck surgery. Right. It's possible. Okay, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman at Fastlane. What do you think Braun's going to be doing at WrestleMania? Um, again, the only non-accounted uh, for babyface at this point is Finn Balor. So we have to figure out where he fits in this puzzle. Dude, Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman might be the babyface to fit into the Seth Rollins, <laughs> the Seth Rollins slot at this point. <laughs> Braun versus Triple H, I would mark out for. Wouldn't that be because great? Because you'd have to assume that Triple H would just let himself get manhandled. Yeah, they should just do. They should just go all in on babyface Braun. I mean, just like <laughs> let him come out to Hulk Hogan's music. <laughs> put him in. Put him in some like yellow briefs. Yeah, that'd be great. But he'd have to just keep squashing people. That's oh, the yeah. thing that WWE has historically not been good at. Is we've got a Goldberg type character or Diesel, or whoever it is. And when they become a babyface, they still have to sell. They still have to occasionally get screwed out of the title or, or whatever it is. They have to cut promos where they make jokes. Braun Strowman's appeal is that he goes out there and he just beats people up. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, listen, the... Uh, if we did if we did power rankings for all the wrestlers but also like factored in the downside of like how 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 vastly the fans like us could turn on them i mean you, you like you factor in someone like like kevin owens is like a solid a right but and the and the potential downside i mean i can't even imagine what the de- i mean like if he maybe if he was like if he like you know like was caught on tape like yelling at his kid or something you know like but like I can't imagine there's nothing that he could do in wrestling terms that would really make make our opinion of him drop lower than like a half letter grade right but you look at someone like Big Cass is a good one he's like I'd say he's a B plus right now Big Cass could be an F in like a month you 100%. know if they if they, just, if they book him the wrong way oh yeah um, and Braun Strowman I think has a lot of that downside potential too because like we've said it before the number one thing he has going for him is that we know, like, it's so implausible that he would be a permanent fixture baby face or, or champion of any sort because we've seen how they do monsters, you know? He's going to—he might be Kane, but he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be John Cena. Or The Undertaker, who was—even <clears throat> even for a period of time, The Undertaker was losing matches and not, you know, holding up his end of the bargain as a monster. But he had a certain charisma and a certain— you know, flourish of his gimmick that made people still like him as he was losing matches to Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels or Mankind or whoever it was. Uh, Braun Strowman doesn't have that. He doesn't have a gimmick other than being huge and hurting people. Yeah, so he's got a lot of potential to be to to fall. But yeah, I think that for the most part, it's uh, um, he could be Mabel in a heartbeat. Yeah, and we don't want that. I mean, he could be. When we look at people who. I mean, even people who were six. I mean, like Diesel was a success, right? But like Diesel in 2017 would well, not have been a success. I think it's arguable whether or not Diesel was a success because well, no, no, the, no, I mean, the business was down for that. And you're right. You're right. Yes, by by like a lot of metrics, you can probably make that case. I just mean like we think we remember remember Diesel fondly, and a lot of that has to do with him jumping to WCW. Yeah, and we love Shawn Michaels in a way. There's lots of other reasons. Um, but yeah, so anyway, all of that, I don't even know. We're just talking about Braun Strowman being the baby face, being a potential baby face replacement for Seth Rollins. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, so, uh, Sasha versus Nia Jax is on the roster for Fastlane. Sheamus and Cesaro versus The Club is on the roster for Fastlane. Um, Reigns, we think Reigns-Taker is going to be the WrestleMania match now at this point. The Undertaker needs to put somebody over who's not Brock Lesnar, uh, and 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 give a meaningful rub, yeah, to a young star. And if it's going to be anybody, we know it's going to be Roman Reigns. So just have it be Roman Reigns and call it a day. I don't mind that. Ten to fifteen minute match. Reigns does a lot of selling. Does his big Superman comeback? Wins the match. They have an embrace of some sort. Um, shake hands, hug, whatever it is. He passes a torch to the new My, big guy and it's over. Yeah. I um I was watching 
I guess, raw with the valet on Monday night. Was it Monday? Or maybe it was, but yeah, but she, I think it was on Monday we were watching and um, Roman Reigns came on and she was, I mean, she's not been watching frequently until fairly recently. And she was just like, oh, can they just put the belt on him and get it over with? <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Thank you. You understand now. I know, like, it, it's perfect. It's like when you're watching a show like Moonlighting and you just want the main characters to get together. Knowing that it's going to make everything worse. But yeah. it's just like, I'm tired. <laughs> just Moonlighting, please. The tension Moonlighting was wonderful. Yeah. Is, we're talking about, like, season seven Friends, basically. It's just or like, just do it again. Yeah, Come on. Yes, please. Um, the, uh, but yeah, so, okay. So let's just go through this. If Seth Rollins is healthy. Then we have Seth versus Triple H. Yep. We have Roman versus Undertaker. We have Goldberg versus Brock, maybe for the title. And then presumably at that point it's they're gonna pull the trigger on Owens Jericho. Presumably, yeah. The other direction is to keep the belt on Owens have him wrestle Finn Balor. I always come back to Finn Balor because... Well, because he's not in a storyline. He's not in a storyline, but it's also the most logical angle for the title is he got hurt, he had to surrender the belt, he comes back, he says, no one ever beat me for this title, I have the first claim on it. If they don't bring him back, they don't have to worry about that dangling plot thread. But if they bring him back and his first goal isn't to win the Universal title then nothing makes sense. And his motivation, uh, his character is just flushed down the toilet. Yeah. That's the money match. It's it, Owens and Jericho could continue as a, as a, no, as a, as a couple for a while. You. I don't disagree with you. Okay, I'm just going to... Okay, but if Rollins is out, let's yeah. say everything else stays the same and you don't get Finn Balor. Okay. All right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name some names and you tell me <laughs> who you would like to see in this match. Okay. All right. Your options are Big Cass. No. Braun Strowman. I'm on the fence, but I would enjoy that match, probably. And Sami Zayn. No, Sami Zayn and, let me pull a name out of a hat, Kofi Kingston. Well, it's not going to be Kofi Kingston. I pick, I'm just picking Kofi. I, th- I I just want Kofi to get the singles push out of the new day. I love Big E, but you could Big E or Kofi take your or, or Xavier take your pick. The new day has nothing going on. They're incredibly over. I just don't see how you get them to a point where they're upset at Triple H for something. I can see Sami Zayn being that like no, you know what NXT was built by people like me. And people like Seth Rollins, and not by Samoa Joe, who, quite frankly, is more remembered for other promotions, being in other places. I created this. I was one of the first champions. Seth Rollins was the first NXT champion. And you come here and you take all the credit. We're the ones that are bleeding in the ring, sweating in the ring. That's that's your guy. Huh. Even even more so than uh, Braun Strowman. Right? Well, I mean, Braun Strowman for me would be just amusing yeah. to watch these two guys lock up. I mean, listen, the the New Day. I agree with you about the New Day about the getting there is the hard part, but the getting there isn't that hard. This is pro wrestling, right? I mean, they need they need a reboot, a you know, a soft reboot more than anybody else. I mean, not anybody else, but amongst the top level people who we love. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard for them just to like. You know, storm the ring and be serious for f- for five minutes, and then and just get themselves into a feud. I've always liked your idea of moving them up the card as a group, yeah. Instead of splitting them up and saying, "All right, you're going to go chase the U.S. title, you're going to go chase the Universal title, and you're going to end yeah. up being a manager." But even I, if you did it, I mean, you remember when they had the, there was like a wasn't there like a DX themed in your house pay per view where like everybody wrestled for a different belt. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely imagine a, a, a pay-per-view where it was a minor Raw pay-per-view where, like, Xavier got the the cruiserweight title and, you know, just on, and you know, Big E gets the universal title and, and Kofi gets the U.S. title or something like that, you know? I mean, like they, you could do a thing where they're all do, going doing separate things briefly, but I think the, the move is you just... You just let them all be feuding with the with the top heel or the top baby face, whatever. I just worry that they see them strictly as a comedy act, and, oh, that's, and that's silly. for whatever reason, um, and I don't want to you know bring race into it and say oh it's a race thing, it's a race thing. Well, I mean they they got over as a comedy act, but it's silly to look at it. That wasn't the point, you know. They got themselves over, yeah, 
from a shitty gimmick, and they and to think they couldn't do it again is just short-sighted. So the, the thing that makes me think it's just because they're a comedy act and they're not going to move them up the card is you have the opportunity to have them work with Gallows and Anderson, and instead of uh, the New Day getting serious to meet Gallows and Anderson uh, and do an angle that way, they make Gallows and Anderson do comedy. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, this is a problem that WWE's had a lot. And even, even give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that they know that there's a you know bunch of potential with the New Day or with anybody else. It's the it's the intransigence of like it's it's the unwillingness to. It's the unwillingness to mess with a good thing unless there is a sure thing on the on the other hand, uh, or as your other option. You know, I'm sure that there, there there have been a million comedy gimmicks throughout the years, from uh, you know Eugene to Santino to I mean, there are a lot of people who well, I mean, maybe Santino is not the best example, or even Eugene, but there've been there've been a lot of comedy acts. I mean, even look at Enzo and Cass now doing their like shilling, no pun intended, my friend, for the uh, for um, you know whatever voodoo or whatever they're doing, you know. But they're but. I'm sure that there's a point where you're like, where someone's like settling into a comedy routine, and they're like, you know what? When we when we need to get serious for a feud, it'll be no problem. We'll just flip the switch, and then it's like, oh, but they're you know they're selling a lot of merch that we're selling a lot of snake gloves or whatever. Like it's it's and then you know they're like you just can't you don't you don't want to give up the snake glove like money just unless in, you're just waiting for the moment to put Santino in like a major title feud and the deeper he gets in to the silly stuff it's never going to happen you know the uh, best example of this working is Mick Foley sure but Mick Foley oh, had yeah. the benefit of saying alright if I'm going to get really silly I'm going to be dude love if I'm going to be sort of funny but also kind of off kilter I can be mankind but if I just want to say goodbye to all of the comedy elements of my gimmick, then I'm Cactus Jack or I'm just Mick Foley. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I'm going to be the Cactus Jack of this podcast. Uh, actually, Jim, my producer Jim is being the Cactus Jack right now because he's in my ear telling me we got to wrap it up. Bang, bang! This is a really. This has been an incredible week for fantasy booking. For imagining what WrestleMania is going to look like, and Raw and SmackDown weren't that bad either. And the Royal Rumble was, as we said on Sunday night. Again, the podcast of, of Sunday night's show exists uh, in this feed. So does video. If you want to see me in a Ric Flair robe, by the way, or and wig, it's worth your time. Trust me. Um, but yeah, I mean the. the the, our quick reactions don't all. I mean, aren't a hundred percent because so much stuff has happened since then. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just charting the course towards WrestleMania is pretty crazy. One thing that we didn't really touch on, we mentioned the Undertaker, but Meltzer also reported that he's uh, in bad shape. That he, that like, I'm sure everybody watching it said, "Man, he looks really old." And in fact, he like has rushed himself back from surgery. The hope is that you know he'll be he has a lot of time to get in a better shape between now and WrestleMania. Um, but man. That's uh, uh, for all the for all the various people we've talked about him tangling with at WrestleMania and how good it could be. I mean, if there's a potential that that matches is you know no bueno. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't surprise me now that we've seen him out and and working and, and not working at the highest level that we know he used to be capable of. Not surprising to me that when he came back to SmackDown and they were like teasing that he would work with AJ Styles or he would be on SmackDown every week or whatever, but that didn't happen mm-hmm. because he's not capable of doing that. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. We didn't even get the full entrance. I mean, it was a long way to walk I'm, anyway, but... Did you see the, the little entr- golf carts they had him? I did. Those are awesome. They, they did an amazing job of like not showing the golf carts. You know what they should have done? WrestleMania three carts. I know. That's I would have marked out so hard for that. Before we get totally off the Royal Rumble, kudos to my best friend Peter Rosenberg for his stellar work on the pre-show. We were recording over a lot of it, but I uh, but um, I went back and watched it all, and he did that little he he did a walk around. He was we were texting about it, and I didn't under I I forgot what he was talking. I couldn't tell what he was talking about, and he was talking about how like. The walk was the scariest part, and I was like, they didn't let you ride in the golf cart to the ring. Like they made you walk, but he was like, he did a little like stage thing, like it, whatever. And it was he was you know that was they put a lot of you know put a lot in his hands. He's he's living our dreams right now. He is he is. Um, and the only possible way for this you know part of this new this new stage in his life to end is with a uh, 
is with uh, like a WrestleMania match next year that we will all shit on for the rest of our lives. <laughs> it's going to be him versus Ryan Seacrest and The Miz, and he's it's a it's a it's a handicap match. If he is in Nikki, if he is because you know he's the biggest Bella Mark ever. If oh he, yeah, he is. If he is in Nikki and John's corner <laughs> for the mixed tag team match, and he like ends up scrambling in and getting taking and, a skull crushing finale. Yeah, is, does that make the match better or worse? Well, I don't want this to seem like I'm I'm shitting on Peter because I'm not, but better. Yeah, it would just oh, be yeah. it would just be a fun moment. It would be really fun. Um, and not again. I don't wish. Although I don't I, wish him ill will either. Yes, maybe, that's not what maybe I said. he's the missing baby face. Maybe I should put him in the running. <laughs> what if it was just? How much money would it take for you? I was going to say, what if it's just Peter versus Braun Strowman at WrestleMania? <laughs> how much money would it take for you to wrestle Braun Strowman at WrestleMania, knowing that you get to wrestle at WrestleMania? Yeah. Okay. The only condition is. No one's going to help you train. You can do whatever you want on your own, but you get like a week to, tr- to get ready. One week? One week. And to you, learn how to take a and, bump? And you know that Braun Strowman is going to be working really stiff. Like someone's going to tell Braun Strowman right before the match that you've like, that you slept with his girlfriend. Stretch this guy. Yeah. Um, I would not do that. If, if I had like a couple months to go to Lance Storm's training facility or the performance center or something, where I could learn to take a, just a regular bump, just one bump, a back bump, sure. But if you're saying you have one week to, you know, do some jogging <laughs> and maybe learn to run the ropes, no way. He would. I would probably break my neck. You're, yeah, you're out of your mind, shoemaker. All right. Um, I think I like you. I think you Lan- wish me ill will. I, th- I, li- I like you went straight to Lance Storm though. That's good. Lance Storm is. I think that's the right is the right answer to that he question. He would teach me. The right way to do everything, and just great. like he did with, with did he do, did he train Billy Kay and Peyton Royce or just Peyton Royce? I can't say for sure because I never can tell them apart. Oh come on, they're not identical, but it's just like oh I don't know which one's that. Peyton Royce is Peyton Royce is the uh, is the future champion, right? <sighs> now 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 you've got now you've got me. You stumped you me. me. You've never stumped me before. Um, yeah, Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Royce, I think, has the has the the rocket attached to her back to bring it back around to that. Listen, we got to get out of here. We've spent this entire time basically just fantasy booking and monologuing. Um, <laughs> we got all the way from from Samoa Joe to Peyton Royce. So this is uh, this is we this is a NXT sponsored episode of yep. of the Masked Man Show. Um, is, is there's nothing else. We don't know what's going to happen at WrestleMania. No. Although the further we get in, I feel like the the uncertainty is what's driving me. I am so agitated that I don't know what's happening at WrestleMania that I feel like did this, this is none of this is on purpose. Or at least the Seth Rollins part isn't. But the but I'm more into it than I have been in forever. I mean, God bless him for for creating a situation where there's no clear path. Because we're so smart now. We've been we're adults talking about professional wrestling. We've seen it all. And we still don't know how this is going to shake out. And so that naturally makes us more excited for it. It is. It is. Um, any last thoughts? Anything you want to plug? Any any Royal Rumble final final uh, takeaways? Um, I think I, I was uh, unnecessarily hard on the match. You know, the listened, Rumble itself? Yeah. I listened to um, Austin's um, analysis of it, and I listened to JR's analysis of it uh, on their podcast. And I think I was a little tough on that middle section after Strowman went out. Yeah, the middle section is never great. So, yeah, it, it, it's definitely the best pay-per-view of 2017 so far. It's the only <laughs> one, too. That's but, tough. yeah, no. no we, we, don't get the, we, don't, we don't count NXT TakeOver San Antonio? No, TakeOver was better, yeah. obviously. Um, TakeOver was a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's, I, I agree. I, I think that, I think that it, it's, we, it's, with a little distance, it wasn't quite as bad. But I think that I think that it all goes to WWE really needing to kind of Kind of reimagine what the Royal Royal Rumble means in the modern era because the interplay of it's not just the Rumble it's every pay per view but the interplay of fan expectation and what you can deliver is so out of whack and it's not an, it's not like a you know this is not a straightforward fraction this is a really complicated equation because everybody's disappointed almost no matter what unless it's unless you can unless you can manufacture a super hot NXT star to run out and steal the title from the champion at the end of every pay-per-view there you know that those expectations are always play a negative almost always play a negative role um but yeah i mean the rumble in particular i think it's just like 
anything that we expected that was even a little bit expected felt like a letdown. Anything that surprised us felt like even more of a letdown. Like it was in the moment, it's not a great feeling. But the the whole show leading up to the Rumble was really good. And like you said. We, the Rumble deserves more credit than we're giving it. Yeah, and I, I hate that people were like sour on Ty Dillinger being number ten because they guessed it. Somebody, one of the one of my buddies who I was texting with said, "If Ty Dillinger though is your big surprise, then like then you you have a problem." That was a perfect perfect booking for Ty Dillinger. Yeah, uh, you know it would have been great to use Ty Dillinger as a as a misdirection and then have Samoa Joe or somebody or you know Nakamura come out at that point or sure. something. You know, sure. Um, anyway, we got to get out of here. Uh, the Royal Rumble was was what it was. Uh, Seth Rollins, we wish you all the best. Um, booking committee of the WWE, we wish you all the best too. Yeah, good luck. You got a lot to do between the, over the next couple of weeks. My guess is there's some you know all hands meetings going on right now to figure this stuff out. And um, uh, I feel like I feel like I'm forgetting something. I know I'm forgetting something. Um, uh, fun fact. Fun fact of the week is that is that. Um, uh, I just realized Kerry Von Erich's never been eliminated from a Royal Rumble. But all that said, <laughs> I can't believe you said that. What, what is wrong? He's with my face. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He deserves the '92 championship. That was for the title. He's the uncrowned That's WWF true. champion. Both feet have to hit the floor. Apologies to the world for that joke, and apologies to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. <laughs>